Good morning and welcome in this Friday to the real estate uh, show. We are going to talk about the earth today. Um, so Dawn is joining me. Mr. Jordan, the wise one, Larry, is on vacation. Maybe he'll call in. I advised against it. I told him to take his vacation and forget it all here. So, But you're joining us. This will be a great show. We are talking about real estate. We're talking about and. Uh, Dawn, welcome in, by the way. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me yet again. Yeah. I love it and work, look forward to every single Friday because of this. And Brian's in the house, too. Hey, Brian. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So it is Friday. This is a good day. And uh, it's amazing because I, I said we're going to talk about the earth. I mean, we're going really big today. So you got to think big, right? And so when I say the earth, I say that because real estate, right? That's what the earth is real estate. That's everything we touch, everything we walk on, all the buildings we go in, whether they're government buildings, our personal residence, uh, stores we go to, all of that is on real estate. And so uh, there's value with that. And, you know, um, I just came back from a trip from Florida. So we, we had a lot of miles that we drove. Uh, to Key West, which is uh, probably not advisable with uh, a bunch of girls in the car. (laughs) It was uh, 14 (laughs) hours, I believe. Wow. It was actually fun. It was a good trip. And, uh, you know, we debated, like, you know, should we fly? But we had just flown uh, to that conference in May. And flying's not much better, I don't think. You know, it's just, uh, it's not much better. (laughs) So, well, so you saw a lot of real estate and probably a lot of changing real estate in that 14-hour drive exactly and and you know i was thinking about where we were at in in uh, las vegas you think about that 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 was a desert Mm, there was nothing there um so warm right and so (laughs) being that i'm in idaho now like just give me the warm exactly just uh you just have to travel a couple miles and and get some heat so uh but but you think about that you you've got a desert area that had no value really i mean you know I guess people could the go and say you could look at river. some cactuses, yeah, yeah. whatever. The value but was the river over the, uh, the Boulder Dam when they were doing the Boulder Dam, and then you've got Boulder City, which is about thirty miles uh, from Las Vegas. Uh, people were building the dam that was creating waterways and um, supplying water to other parts of the country that didn't have any water either. And, um, and from the Boulder Dam, Las Vegas sprung up to help all of those workers with their paychecks. And it's a perfect example of this term in real estate we, we use often, and you'll hear appraisers use it, is a highest and best use. Mm-hmm. And so you have now people living in an area where there was no people living because it was converted to a, a use where people could use it. And so... Um, you know, it's about money, obviously. They've got casinos there, and so they want to make sure people – it's a place where nobody came, and now lots of people come. And, uh, you know, there's a there's a water problem there with Lake Mead that, that uh, you know, you can look this stuff up. It's amazing well, what's and going that's on. Part of, yeah, that's part of the Colorado River. So mm-hmm. there's Lake Mead that's there that the Colorado feeds. Uh, right below Lake Mead is Lake Havasu, which is right on the border of Arizona and Nevada that the Colorado – uh, feeds and then it goes down into LA and Arizona and all these other places. 
And um, yeah, but it's all the same water source, which is the snowy mountains in Colorado, which aren't nearly as snowy lately. That's right. And and that's a long way from Columbia, South Carolina. But this is part of, you know, when you're talking about real estate, things do change. They go up and down. And I think if we take a long view and we, we look at real estate over term, over long term, because what's happening now, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety, you know, interest rates. What's going on? Are we getting ready to have a crash? All these different questions come into people's mind. And we hear them all the time because we're on the ground talking to people. People say, I really need to sell my house, but I'm just not sure. Uh, you know, I talked to an um, a older lady a couple of weeks ago, it might have been a month now, who was ready to sell her house. And then when the last interest rate bump happened, she changed her mind and said, I'm just not going to sell my house. I'm like, well, what, what's going on? And she's just paralyzed with fear, basically. And so we have to walk through why you shouldn't. If you look at this long term, it's everything is going to be okay, but there will be changes. Changes always happen. They're going to happen. And so right now there's there's talk of um, – there's no talk. There's going to be another interest rate hike. Uh, the, the talk is it may be even a full point, which is, is freaking people out, and um, rightfully so. I mean, if you're looking to buy a house, that's going to affect your borrowing power, Um but it's not impossible to get a house. You'll probably see a cooling, and we're already seeing it. Um, but I don't, I don't foresee a crash coming because of inventory shortages. Well, and there are ways to negotiate around that, the interest, right? Sellers can actually provide buyers uh, with um, uh, credits for not just down payments and closing costs, but they can also provide buyers with credits toward um, buying points down, which will buy your um, buy your payment down and make those houses affordable again. So there are really, this is why you need a professional real estate agent uh, or a very knowledgeable lender, people who know how to help you um, net the most money for your home, as well as get into the house that you want with a payment that you can afford. That's right. And so we're gonna talk about today mortgage rates and things like this and and erica hopefully will give us a call and let us know what's happening uh, real time in her world as a mortgage professional because she'll have you know see exactly what's going on and one of the things erica mentions a lot is that a lot of the interest rate hikes that we hear on the news when you know you, know, you hear the headline mortgage rates going up again the fed is raising rates a lot of that information is baked in already to the, the the lenders know that. So the rate is not going to necessarily just go through the roof when the Fed comes out and says, hey, we're raising rates. The rates rising are already in the picture. Now, if they raise the rates a lot more than was expected, you know, that's, that's where we, we have a challenge and you might see rates bump more than expected. But this is the market we're in. I mean, until inflation is under control, rates have to continue going up. So one of two things are going to happen. And Dawn, you know this. There will either be a recession and rates will freeze or go down and or they will continue to raise rates until the inflation is tamed. And so one of the things that inf that tames inflation, unfortunately, is a recession. And we don't want that. Some people believe we're already there. Um, so but those are one of the two things that will happen. But this is nothing. You know, this happens throughout. Uh, it's a cyclical cycle that we're in. Right. But and, you know, we want to be very 
clear that a recession is not a depression. <laughs> They're completely different things. Recession is when, um, you know, houses, the economy slows down a little bit, right? Everything gets more expensive and the economy slows down a little bit. But a depression is when you've got inflated unemployment. And right now, there are still a shortage of workers. It's a there very odd time we're in. a lot of jobs that are available for anybody who wants to go out and get a job. That's right. So we, we only got a few minutes or a minute, I believe, left. Ten seconds. Boy, see how time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> so we're going to hold this thought, come back and discuss this on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Join us on the other side in about two minutes. All right, we're back. This is the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. You've got uh, Chad... Jordan Dawn Adams is with us from our Idaho affiliate. Thank you, Dawn. And uh, Larry Jordan is on vacation. The wise one is not here to give us his wisdom, unfortunately. So we'll just have to do what we can, Dawn, to pretend to be wise while we do the show without our uh, wise one in the seat today. Whoa, pretend to be wise, man. I don't know if I've got that going for hey, me. Politicians do that all the time, right? So we can fake it. I mean, they talk out the side of their mouth. I don't know if that's wisdom or just a bunch of double talk, whatever you <laughs> yes. want to think. And actually, this this plays into kind of our discussion today about home prices and the Federal Reserve, um, because, you know, a lot of the things we, we see in the market is very reactionary. The stuff we, I say we, that the politicians, the people that are over us, if I should, I could use that, right, the, the overlords. Um, they see stuff, but they don't do anything about it when we could make a good change or make a make a adjustment. It's usually after things start to go badly that the adjustments are made. So one of the things that I've thought about, um, you know, in the in the recent days especially, is I wonder what would happen if mortgage companies got to set their own rates. Why would that be so bad? They would either go out of business because they set really terrible rates or the rate would be more of a market rate, a true market rate. But that's not what we have. The Federal Reserve kind of tries to, to uh, basically, it's it's a lot of tinkering. They micromanage. Yeah, it's, they, it's, micromanage. It's a, a, they put their finger in the pie constantly. Hey, it's too low. It's too high. We're going to loosen the supply. We're going to tighten the supply. I understand all the economic reasons why, you know, we, we, we know why they do these things. But it's a lot of tinkering. You know, and, and so it's not free to say, hey, we, you know, the market could say, you know, we've got too much. It's too much, too heated right now. Or it's, uh, you know, we need to get more, help more people to buy houses. So we're going to lower rates. It And uh, Erica would probably oh, tell you the same thing. it's not just houses, right? It's like we need to get more people more active in the economy to go out and finance things. So the interest rates affect our credit card interest. They affect uh, loan, you know, just personal loans. They affect house mortgage loans. They affect HELOCs and refinancing. I mean, those interest rates affect all of those. Now, now it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, when interest rates go up a point federally, everything else goes up a point federally, you know, because there are variables in there. But yeah, I mean, the Fed interest rate affects 
everything. So go out and buy and spend more or maybe don't spend as much. That's right. And so what we're talking about today is the, the durability of real estate, why it's a good investment, why it's a good investment over time. And uh, one of the, the things in my stack of stuff here is a study that goes back to 1953 to 2022 going back and looking at the historical data of real estate. Now, you may be thinking, if you're listening, that doesn't help me any with buying a house today or selling a house today. But it should because if you bought a house um, today, you can probably be pretty confident that it's going to keep hold its value over time. Now, maybe next year it stays flat or it could go down a little bit. But over time, if you keep that house the the historical data based on what we see is going to go up over time and you're much better owning a house and renting because if you rent you're only going to pay more rent typically you know that doesn't that rarely is going to go down i don't know anybody who's renting something that said oh by the way uh, you've been a good tenant i'm going to lower your rent a hundred dollars i've not heard of that so we, we need to figure that out if you've if you've had that happen please call us i want to know who your landlord is i want to rent from him so uh we got erica on the line this is perfect timing erica it's so good to have you um how are you today on this this friday i'm wonderful thank you for asking so wouldn't it be great if uh you know erica for those of you who don't know you need to tune in to her show on this exact station on tuesdays from nine to ten um so we're so sorry you have to do a show on tuesday we get to do one on friday uh, so, I know. <laughs> so tell us what's going on in in uh, the mortgage industry right now. We've talked about this a little bit, interest rates, you know, all the other things, how easy, hard it is to get a loan right now. So, I mean, we I think that we can expect that there's going to be another Fed rate hike, probably three quarters of a point to a point um, here in the near future. Uh, but also the newest reports that we've seen is that everybody's expecting a, a, a true recession to begin first quarter of 2023. And what that means is that we should, we should see prices come down, including interest rates, um, you know, kind of settle back down once we kind of officially, uh, it, I guess it has, it's not a recession until someone declares it a recession. You know it's supposedly I mean? it's two quarters of negative growth. So, I, I mean, I thought, some people say we're already there. I don't know what data they're looking at, but, you know, I guess we have to wait on the experts to tell us all these things, don't we? That's exactly, that's exactly right. Um, so that that's what I've heard. For, for those of you that are, you know, buying um, or interested in buying, it, it's still, you know, we, we say this a lot, and we say if you find the house and you can afford it, buy it. You can always refinance later. That house may not be there when the rates come down. Um, and so it's really important that you are, you know, I hear people say, I'm, I'm just going to wait for, uh, you know, the market to crash. I don't think the housing market's going to crash. Um, and, and a lot of experts are echoing that as well. And so you may be waiting for a long time. Dave Ramsey, um, whether you like him, hate him, he has said most recently, but right now, if you think that you're going to buy in the next five years, right now is the cheapest you're going to be able to get into the market. And I think he's right um, as far as home value. We may, we may not see appreciation shooting through the roof like we have for the last few years, but it's going to be steady because there's an inventory problem. We still don't have sufficient inventory for buyers. So um, in the event that you have been on the fence, let this be your your warning call to go ahead and, and start buying 
buy now, look now. It may take you a while to find the house, so you you want to do it a couple months prior to when you think that you want to make that your end goal. That's exactly right. So this is good news. So if you guys need to get in touch with Erica, listen to the show that she does on Tuesdays. You'll get far more information if you need to know details about the mortgage industry. And you can also reach out from our website, palmettorealestatepros.com. There's a link right to Erica's website, take you right to get the all the help you need for if you're looking at getting a mortgage, or you can certainly call us. And uh, if you're looking to buy a house, guess what we're going to do? We're going to call Erica and see how we can get you qualified and find the perfect house for you. Erica, we appreciate you coming on. Hope you have a wonderful Friday and weekend. Thank you. I appreciate you too. All right. So this is good stuff because – I hope you understand when, when we're talking, I mean, there's there are some people in the industry that may be panicked, but most people who've been around for a little while, just like Erica, just like us, we're not, you know, throwing our hands in the air going, oh, my goodness, the world's going to end. Uh, interest rates went up. You know, it's frustrating. Uh, we understand because it's, it's it raises, uh, it, it increases the amount of money you're going to pay monthly for a property, for the same property. And so this is a this is a challenge, but it is still a good time to buy. It's a very good time to buy. In fact, um, the National Association of Realtors uh, tells us that year over year, real estate now this is on a national average, right? Real estate appreciates an average of four percent annually over thirty years. So. If you're buying now, even if houses get a little bit softer, we're probably still going to see housing prices. Let me be specific. We're probably still going to see um, appreciation over the next two to three years in that home. Plus, if you're renting and you're thinking about buying, the difference between the average net worth of a renter versus the average net worth of a homeowner is on average $225,000. So to do the math on that, the average renter's net worth is about $5,000 and the average homeowner's net worth is about $230,000. But wait, cause there's more. It's not just that, you know, you think about the interest and, and that interest rate. When you buy a home, you get to write off the interest. So it's Uncle Sam wanting you to be a homeowner. They want you to have that security. You also um, get the appreciation so and, and, and tax benefits from it all. So there are so many benefits in actually owning a home. If you think it's the wrong time to buy, interest rates, you know, they're higher than they were in the 2020 uh, and 2022 pandemic er era. But they're just normalizing now. We're back to 2017 rates. So it's not like the market is crashing. We're back to what we were pre-pandemic, which is actually, you know, not a terrible thing. We're starting to see a few more houses, um, a few more contracts fall out of contract. So, and that also speaks to the avail more the higher availability of houses. Um, it's just we're getting back to our normal normal market right now. So it really it's still a great time to buy. It's still a great time to sell. I really appreciated Erica's comment that um, that we're not crashing anytime soon. But now is really 
the best time to get in because according to what she said, Dave Ramsey, if you think you're going to be able to uh, buy a house in five years or get one now, this is probably the better time for someone, it just because of the interest Someone rates. sent me that link to uh, the Dave Ramsey. I think, I think 500,000 people listened to his podcast um, mm-hmm. that, that came out recently about home prices. Um, you know, they have a, a program uh, through their uh, services, uh, I think it's called ELP, which is someone who's certified to work with Dave Ramsey, people who've been through his course and whatnot. Sure. Yeah. Matter of fact, our, our office is is in that program. So if, oh, nice. Yeah, so we're certified through the Dave Ramsey program as well. But one of the things he talked about was supply and demand. And, and we've talked about this on the show. Because the supply is low and and people still need houses, demand is still there so prices are not going to crash and this is not what we saw in 2008 you know a lot of people are comparing what we're seeing today to 2008 prices have risen dramatically but there is not the same things happening and we've only got a minute left here but we want to want to close with this thought that uh, prices have gone up but in 2008 we were seeing people who weren't really qualified that well who you know, some really strange things happening in the in the mortgage industry that people were going into houses who had terrible credit. You know, everyone everyone kind of was a no wink and a nod. No verification. Yes. Like, let me sell you a million-dollar house, and you make $20 a day. Exactly. No documentation, <laughs> yeah. loans, all those things, which, which, in, which exacerbated greatly the crash. So we don't have that today. There's tight lending guidelines, and so... Uh, you know, I don't see a crash coming either, um, so we can all be shocked, but I don't see that on the horizon just because Nobody of does. supply and demand. That's Nobody right. Nobody does. So hang on through the break, and we'll continue this discussion on the other side. Remember, it's palmettorealestatepros.com. See you in a few. back it's chad jordan with the palmetto real estate pros and dawn adams and dawn i hope we're doing okay because mr jordan larry jordan is not with us today we're we're trying to be wise we're trying to hold the show together so uh hopefully he would be proud so we're i need i need recognition i would love somebody to call in and please say yes you're doing a good job (laughs) that's right so everyone needs some affirmation from time to time that's right affirmation that's right that's right pay attention to me that's right it's it's good (laughs) stuff so we are hopefully giving some affirmation also to folks who who need to find out about this market that that is still a good time to buy that is not the end of the world that things go up and down but historically over time real estate is a fantastic investment so even if real estate were to go down then that would be that would be odd i would think it it, when the inventory is so low when there's still lots of demand for real estate to go down now real estate will it won't continue to be 15 percent we won't see those numbers at, at probably long term. I mean, it's possible in some po- pockets of the United States that you're going to see uh, value still through the roof. And we've talked about this before, too, because it's all local. There are places where there's a depression in real estate. You know, if jobs leave and the governments are terrible and they don't encourage any growth and 
uh, you know, businesses start to leave, then then uh, people start to leave, and that creates a, a mini depression in in certain areas. So we're not seeing that in this area, thank goodness. And uh, I don't think where you live, there's one of those because things are growing, and so uh, people still need a place to live. People always need a place to live, and so real estate in growing. Uh, good areas is is a good investment long term and uh eric not erica sorry dawn and i were talking over the break about you know how to how to move from uh being a, a homeowner to an investor now dawn what was your give your thoughts on that what we were talking about over the break how to do that so easily when you own a house moving into now becoming letting that house become an investment for you and I appreciate that. Thanks. Yes. So we know that on average, homes appreciate an average of 4% year over year. So for example, uh, if you buy a $100,000 house this year, next year, ideally, it will be appreciated to about $104,000. And then the year after that, it will be $108,160. So year over year, 4%. So even if you're getting into a house right now that's not your dream home, in two or three years, you can take what you have not just paid down in principle, but you can also take the, um, uh, the um, appreciated value of the home. You can refinance that home or you can have a HELOC and pull out the money that you have made from that home and put that toward the down payment for a new home, keep the home that your first home and then rent it out. You still get all of the tax benefits, you still get all of the appreciation benefits and you still get somebody else paying down your principal in that home. So now you've got two homes and now you've really started building your wealth. And I don't know who said it, but I just remember the quote, for every child you'd like to put through college, you should own one house for each child you want to put through college. It's an amazing thing that real estate provides. If you own a house and you rent that property, so in essence what's happening is someone else is paying for your investment. And there's right. very few investments where someone else would pay for your investment. Right. I don't have any stocks that someone else will buy for me for me to buy, hold till later, and I get all the appreciation and all the benefits of it. Well, you know, and there 401ks, right? A lot of companies will match it. But at the same time, you know, stocks aren't always making 4% consistently year over year. We see the stock market fluctuate more than we see home prices fluctuate. Just look at what's going on to, um, to crypto right now. It's, it's crashed to half of what it was worth in less than three months, yet housing prices are still holding steady. Right. And, you know, there's a way to even supercharge that. If you said, you know what, I want to really do really well at real estate. I don't want, I'm not really content at the 4%. Well, this is what you would, this is called forced appreciation. This idea that you buy something that's not doing really well, like it needs work, it needs paint, it needs carpet, it needs, it needs repairs. You know, maybe it's cosmetic, something that you could do yourself even, or hire out and get it done. Um, now you buy something at a reduced price. And now your return is not 4%. You've, you know, multiplied that greatly. And that depends on how well you do at your purchase. So, but what Dawn is talking about is you're not even buying it at a discount. You're just buying a property to live in and then using it and not selling it. You just keep it. And, and so 
you know, why would you sell some, especially you guys who bought property at, at, uh, and when the interest rates were two, 3%, you know, I don't know why you would ever sell it. That's almost free money. Right, right. Why would you ever want to pay that off? Right, you just could just go keep do it. So much more with your money. Exactly, and so you yep. can you can build true net worth just by buying a house, living in it, buying a house, living in it. So, this is what me and my wife did. First uh, five years of our marriage, we lived in five houses. Now that wasn't pleasant every time, but so we just that's how we started really, and bought a house, rented it out. Aren't our, you getting into Airbnbs now? Yeah, she's she has her first Airbnb, and that's another no. thing you can do with real estate. You can use your property to to uh, rent it. Now, you know that's uh, I guess the abbreviation for that is STR, short term rentals, uh, Airbnb. So she's got it on Executive Airbnb, VRBO. Yes, yeah, is, is in, and uh, it's doing it's actually doing very well. Just uh, I mean, it, it was crazy because the week we went on vacation, it went live. So it was kind of a challenge because we weren't here when she first rented it, but it's it's doing very well in in downtown so it's Columbia. So rented? You were just working on that like two weeks ago or something. Yes. Oh, yes. Already rented. We've had nice. uh, several several guests in there. Some great reviews. It's it's different. I mean, it is. It's like it, it's more labor intensive, more management intensive because you're it, it's it's like a hotel in in essence. But the return on that investment is pretty good because you're now getting a daily rate versus a monthly or an annualized rate. So it's like buying a, a slice of pizza is more than the whole pizza. This is kind of the same concept. You're renting it by day. And uh, are you, uh, as on average, making more money than you would if you had it rented in what, by one renter for you know a lease term of a six months or a year? Oh, absolutely. So the daily rate is is uh, far surpasses what it would be at a monthly rate. And, you know, you have some additional outlays in the beginning with furnishing the property. Uh, we pay for, you know, obviously the heat and the air. We bought some TVs and put in there. So it's very nice. And so uh, it's going to take, you know, a, a little bit to get the full return on investment. And uh, Dawn, someone actually listened to you, I believe. Thank you. Um, he hung <laughs> up. I call? guess he didn't want to affirm you. I'm sorry. Come on back. Come <laughs> on back. back. So sorry. But uh, we talk too much maybe. I don't know. But So, yeah, absolutely. There's lots of things you can do with real estate. It's, a, it's an amazing, um, you know, whether you want to do it on the side oh, or you if you want to, to uh, do it full time. Do, you could buy a piece of land, a piece of commercial land, and figure out how to do a land lease. You don't you have somebody else put the building on there. I mean, it doesn't even have to be houses, right? There are so many things you can do with real estate. Uh, mobile homes. Put a Wendy's there's, on it. there's, uh, <laughs> yeah, mobile homes. There's uh, people that rent, um, buy land, put some uh, some facilities out there, and have an RV park. I, I know a gentleman that does that. Does very well with that. So there's so many different facets, so many different niches. So if you have something that, that interests you, some kind of uh, business skill that you have that you're like, you know what, I could put this to use for my own benefit. There are things you could do in real estate, I'm sure, because there's niches in everything we talk about, the long-term rentals, short-term rentals, uh, commercial, residential, all those things. So it's uh, good over time, and, and obviously the, the more assets you have, the more you know net worth you're going to have. And that's how it works, you know, assets, not liabilities. You buy a bunch of cars, you're going to have a bunch of liabilities. 
unless they're antiques or something. And even then, it's a gamble. Like, I used to own, oh, my gosh, it was one of my favorite cars. It was the that retro Ford Thunderbird. It was a 2003 red hard top, soft top convertible. They were saying it was probably going to be the collectible car of the first decade of, of this century. And, um, nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, and, and this is kind of part of what we're talking about. Like when I say the durability of real estate, it's because it's, it's a fixed asset that it, that people need, you know, it's not like something that, that is a uh, transitory. It's not, um, a fad like the beanie babies. Anybody remember that? The and beanie the baby fad. <laughs> yeah. People were making all this money with beanie babies. How much can you sell a beanie baby for now? Can you sell it? <laughs> $5, I heard. So this is what real estate, though, if you have a good place to live in a decent area, it's going to hold its value because people need a good place to live. And it's 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 valuable because there's somewhere people need to stay. And so this is this is something that, that holds over time. It's it's worth the investment in most cases. Now, obviously, you can buy in a terrible area where crime is through the roof, all those things. But if you're buying a good area that's growing, jobs are coming in, um, you're, you're much safer bet that, that that's going to rise in value over time. Well, you know, and consider that interest rates are still low enough that you can still probably buy for less, maybe as much as you could rent for, but still probably less than you can rent for. Well, rents have gone up so much too. So right. we still see the rising rents. So if you're in, coming into real estate, the the rents are rising faster than the interest rates. And um, for folks who think they're going to save money by renting, one of the things that I looked at this morning from uh, Lawrence Yawn, who is the, uh, he's the, what is he? He's the the guy who handles the economic data for the Realtor Association, National Realtor Association. Uh, that's basically his point. If you think that you're going to rent and save money, the the all of the cost of the increased mortgages are are passed on to the renters. Correct. And so you're not really saving anything, unfortunately. Correct. Because people are going to buy a house if it's a rental, they're going to want to get their rents back. There's actually, and there's a formula that a lot of uh, people use, a lot of people, investors use, which is it's the 1% rule. And uh, your rent should be at least 1% of the purchase price of the house. So if somebody's buying a house for $200,000 and the, it can bring in rents of $2,000 a month, which isn't uncommon for a large house right. with, you know, Dom, do you hear the music? We're going to see you on the other side. back this is chad and uh, dawn larry as we mentioned is out of town on a much needed vacation we told him to stay away don't call into the show just pass his wisdom this way and um through osmosis or something but um much needed vacation i was on vacation last week and uh, actually the week before last week we were actually driving our 14-hour trip back from key west uh, which I kind of miss. I don't know. I, I mean, it's good to get back, but um, you know, it's it's good to get away occasionally too. So, 
I'd like to go to Key West. I would. It's a longer I'm, trip I'm for you, Don. It is. It, well, I would fly, yeah. But I'm a diver. I really want to go diving down there. Now, this is a little aside, but we were disappointed with the beaches. The beaches were not wonderful. And, you know, we, the one beach they said, hey, you have to go to this Mallard or Mallory Beach. And it was so rocky. I didn't have flip-flops. I had a hard time getting into the water. It's like, my goodness, oh. you're going to kill me getting into the water. <laughs> and there was, uh, we went to another beach trying to find another one with white sand. And there was, they, they're having some kind of problem with seaweed. So the seaweed, it was just kind of gross, you know. So maybe next time we go, they'll, they'll clean all that. It'll, it'll be uh, fixed. So. <laughs> they'll go clean it up yes. for you, Chad. That's right. So, but the real estate was nice. It was very but, nice. But. Right, get this, right? You're still on a beach. It might not be the most beautiful beach, but I guarantee somebody owned that beach. <laughs> somebody somebody was making money off the beachfront properties, uh, off the condos, off the houses, off the Airbnbs. So even though it might not be that perfect, pristine beach, somebody was making money on that real estate. That's right. And we were talking about becoming an investor. How do you take... Uh, real estate and make it a vehicle to build wealth and uh you know you've probably heard many times if you're listening that real estate is one of the um uh, most of the folks who are millionaires or have a lot of wealth much of their portfolio is real estate and there's a reason for that um it's a the and one of the reasons is leverage i mean it's you can buy a lot of real estate with relatively a little money a little tiny money yeah little tiny money right and that's where erica comes in and commercial lenders and private lenders all these different folks who help us get into real estate and the easiest way to get in is is be a homeowner i mean you can buy let's do the math right you can buy a three hundred thousand dollar house for as little as three and a half percent down You know, well, think, so you, Dawn, you if you're a three, if you're a veteran, you have to put nothing down. Zero down for a vet. That's right. Exactly. In fact, in fact, if you have a VA loan, you can get the sellers to pay your closing costs. I have I have worked with VAs buying houses who get checks back. They get a check back at closing. Right. <laughs> and you know what's interesting too, if you're in the military, many of the military bases are in areas that are growing. Because the military comes in, and that's a driver of economic um, activity. And so if you're buying houses where you're stationed, there's probably a good chance that that's going to hold its value very nicely. So like mm-hmm. Fort Jackson here in Columbia, it's a um, you know a recruiting, or I guess not recruiting, um, where they train right. for Army. Fort- Fort Gordon in Augusta is booming around Aiken and North Augusta because those are all commuting distances for the cyber center they built there. Thousands of jobs. Thousands of jobs. How long is someone stationed? Usually two to four years, something like that. So if you bought a house in every area you're stationed every two to four years and kept it. I mean, my goodness. I Uh, worked with the VA. We sold her house, in fact, Chad. And uh, she bought it. It was in North Augusta. She owned it for about 20 years, even though she was being stationed all over the country. She held on to it and rented it. And uh, when she was finally ready to retire, she just sold that house recently. And, you know, and she went and bought houses in other areas that um, that she had um, owned in. And so for a VA, 
if you want to start buying a bunch of properties, you can only use your VA loan on one house. So what you would want to do is refine, use your VA loan, refinance that house when you before you move, so that when you go move again, you can do that zero down purchase again. Keep that house, refinance that house into a different loan when you go to move and keep and and use your VA loan again. So you can keep going in. I think you can use down. it more than once, but there's a yeah. limit. There's a limit. Well, you can use it. You can use it, but you can only use it on one loan at a time. So you you'd have to refinance it if you want to go and use it again for another zero down purchase. So, but exactly. So this is an easy way to get into real estate, and so. Um, and this is what we're talking about with supercharging your investment. If you said, you know what, I live in a bad area that, uh, you know, the, the growth is not really great. You could, there's nothing to prevent you from buying in, in another area. You don't have to stay in the area you live in. You could just look at economic data. If you go to city data, I think it's city-data.com, you can look at data for cities, every city in the United States, and find the highest growing cities or the cities that are growing at two or three percent, whatever your goals are. And uh, it's a good way to determine if this, this place is a place where there's economic activity or they're seeing things go down. Um, we I looked mean, at an apartment we were looking at. It was, a I think, a 48-unit apartment. And one of the things that prevented us from buying, if we couldn't buy it really, really cheap, is that the, the area was just stagnant. It was in a smaller area, um, you know, a, a rural area where people had started to move away. That's not a good sign because think about this. If people are moving away, is it going to be harder or easier to rent five years from now? Well, it'll probably be harder because there's less people. So well, that's one of those things that you'll you'll need to look at. I mean, but if you're in this area where Dawn lives, you're probably pretty safe because these are areas that are growing and jobs are still coming in. Uh, you know, we have good economic activity still. Well, and they say invest in an area that you would like to live. So if you want to retire in Hawaii, then maybe consider doing an investment property in Hawaii until you get there. If you want to retire in Florida, in Arizona, um, in South Carolina, which we would actually like to retire in South Carolina, uh, we were so happy to be there. <laughs> now we're happy to be here, but we still have ideas about retiring there. I don't so know who you could call about that, Dawn. We can help yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> we can. We being you and I. Yes, I'm exactly. still licensed. In but, there. <laughs> yes. And uh, what's amazing, Dawn, is since you've been gone, you've been still very active in buying and selling and helping people oh, yeah. sell properties in South Carolina. So it can be done. You don't have to be physically present to be, take part in an investment activity. That's right. That's right. Everything can be done with a video walkthrough and um, going over, you know, contracts and documentation and stuff online together. It's super simple in this in this modern world. And, you know, we may have a it, it may not be the softest landing with real estate that we're going to see because things have been so, uh, you know, I, I would say almost um, uh artificially low low as far as interest rates i'm talking about for so long um the, the fed has kept it low for for reasons right they wanted to encourage people to buy now we have to pay for the the continued period that probably was too long at basically zero percent interest rate uh, and that's the federal funds rate it was basically a zero percent for way too long 
So, but what happens is it creates opportunity. Anytime there's there's uh, you know ter- ter- turmoil in a market, there's also opportunity, and this is where people make the most amount of money when people are like uh, you know a little, there's fear, there's some some anxiety. This is when we we see more people looking to sell their houses uh, quickly, uh, more people looking to uh, to to get real experts to help them through the process as well. So there's opportunities, the silver lining, I guess, with uh, with the market that we're currently in. Yep. First-time home buyer, seasoned home buyer, a, uh, seasoned investor, you know, keep trading up. There was a, a story I read, it was a few years ago, about a person on Craigslist who wanted to see how high he could trade for, and he started out with a paperclip and ended up with a Corvette. So keep that in mind for real estate. You can start out with, you know, your little starter home and end up with a mansion if you keep doing it right. Right. I've told my children, hey, if you're going to buy your first house, buy a duplex, buy a quadruplex, live in one part of it, let other people pay for your mortgage for you. I mean, it's an amazing idea. So if I could go back and do it again, I would have probably started that way. And then now you're multiplying your, your income and your investment opportunities as you, you know, by living in, in, in it as you uh, create your, your wealth long term. Yep, yep. And uh, not only are you letting someone else pay for it, but it really you're, you're letting them help you pay your taxes. You're letting them help you pay the interest that you get to write off. You're helping them. Um, you're letting them help you pay down your principal. You're letting them help you um, pay for the house while it appreciates and builds your wealth that way. It's just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity. And that's why it's durable because you're not selling something, a widget. You're, you're giving people a place to live, uh, a place where they can uh, have a family. You're providing a great service. So it's good for the folks that have the opportunity to live there. And it's good for you because you get to be the person who's in charge of the investment and uh, get the benefits of that. Because when you and own something, there's there's uh, you get the benefit of it. Yep. And if you don't want to be a landlord, and a lot of people don't want to be a landlord, just go ahead and hire a professional management company to handle it all for you. They vet the bu- or they vet the uh, the renters. They if something breaks, they're the ones that send over something to fix it. If somebody's behind on their rent, they're the ones that handles it for you. All you get is that beautiful check deposited into your bank account every single month. That is a beautiful thing. And so real estate is a good investment. It's still a good investment and it will remain a good investment if you're buying in the right areas and uh, you're in areas that are growing and you're seeing uh, you're providing a good service. So there's lots of good opportunities out there still. Uh, make sure you're contacting the experts to help you through the process. Uh, we've only got a few seconds here today, but remember you can join us or, or listen to our podcast at palmettorealestatepros.com. Dawn, it's been great having you today. Thank and, you so uh, much. Hopefully Larry will give us the, go, the, the gold star for our effort today. See you next time. <laughs> Thank you. Admit it, you've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believed you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. 
Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.